Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony at the Women's Football World Cup. A glorious celebration of music from around the world, all written by women and chosen specially for Cacophony by leading female musicians. Today we meet Netherlands-based composer Marion von Tilser and explore the blurred boundaries between performer, creator and audience and how all music is just about connection with each other and ourselves. Marion von Tilzer is an award-winning composer and pianist. In her work, Marion often explores history, different cultures and collaborates with different art forms. Her back catalogue includes pieces concerning remarkable women, works inspired by Indian classical music and Ten Songs of Change, based on the Chinese book of wisdom, the I Ching. Perched largely below sea level on the edge of Europe's North Sea, the Netherlands built itself as a trading nation. Marion explains her theory that this is why we know way more Dutch painters than composers. But first, I asked her how she got into music and what it means to her. For me, it was very kind of natural. I just played the piano in some house and I really thought it was great. And the... Not at your house? It was not my house. It was a house with a piano. I didn't have any lessons. That was when I was about six or something. So I really got intrigued by the piano. We lived in that little wooden cabin in a forest in California. It was amazing. Lovely. <laughs> it was incredible. And two years later, we went to Berlin and that's where I started my piano lessons. And I immediately, I loved piano. The music really caught me. And what I see now is that I, I'm still, there's so many other things that interest me in my life, but music somehow always gets me back. And what I remember from very early on was that I just loved the, the way that people were touched by music. I loved playing Schumann and all these little lovely pieces. And I, I also made my own pieces, but then I got into playing repertoire. Yeah, I got into modern music and then I got into free jazz. <laughs> In jazz, you had all kinds of different styles. And what I still love about jazz is that it's very open-minded. And that really opened me up. And through jazz players, they inspired me to write music. So that's how I got into writing music again. So I never studied. I'm self-taught with writing through just doing a lot of repertoire wow. playing. So, yeah, so that was really nice. And I think that's what all jazz players do. They basically just write music. And I think when I was, like, let's say when I was studying, it was very separate. You were either a composer or you were a player. And then often composers would not even play an instrument. And I think when you play, somehow it's a very, it's also a physical process that you know about the playing itself. Yeah. I find that important still. I still want to play, actually. I like to participate in the compositions always because I find the playing itself is basically that's when it's all happening. Music on the paper is nothing. Yeah. You know, the thoughts on the paper just mean nothing until they're brought to life. You can read music and hear it. You could feel the music on the paper, but to hear it live is always incredible. That's basically why I make music. In human history, we have these festivities, gatherings. So I think making music is a kind of a way of gathering and feeling the space or whatever you would yeah. call it. Connected. Yeah, it's a connectedness. Exactly. In a way, concerts have that quality of just gathering and feeling a sense of community and enjoying something together. So composing's just been a natural extension for you of playing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's maybe a lovely way to put it. 
I have the same thing about playing music from other people or any music. It doesn't really matter. It's almost the same thing because when you interpret music, you have to recompose. You're recomposing the music. Whether you're playing somebody else's music or you're playing your own composition, it doesn't really make so much difference either. Tell me about the Netherlands. How long have you been in the Netherlands? I just came 89, so that's quite a while. Yeah, you're qualified. I'm qualified. I got a Dutch passport. And yeah, I just, I think it's a lovely little country. And like small countries always have a kind of local feeling. People are all very connected, I think, more or less. It's easy to connect with each other. I get the impression that um, in the Netherlands, music's taken very seriously. Yeah, that's nice that you got that impression. The Dutch society is it's of people of commerce. They like paintings and stuff. And I think it's less of a music country. It developed less. In the last century, it really changed. But before, people just went on boats and they had commerce and they had people trading. It was a trading nation, yeah. And I think that's why painting was a lot more... You could trade painting, it was something visible. So all the musicians from back in the old days, they all went to Italy or something, somewhere else. They didn't stay here because there was nothing. People were always on the boats. Yes, <laughs> there was nobody at home. <laughs> yes, painting, that's what painting, I think, developed here. Because also that was like something you would sell, you could trade, you had to your portrait done. And so music is something of that you have with dinners and parties and yeah. You know, it's just a different style, different culture. Yes, it's true. There's not a whole host of Dutch composers through history who are household names. Yes. Let's talk about some music. You've mm -hmm. given me a fabulous list of pieces, and the top of your list has in a piece by Vanessa Lan. Yeah, this is a piece from maybe 25 years ago or something. I don't actually know when she wrote it, but I remember hearing it when my friend recorded this piece. Tomoko is an incredible artist and player. Inspiration, she's one of those people that can just sit on stage and it's already a great performance. She doesn't have to do anything. So I admire her a lot. And I remember hearing it. It was just wonderful, incredible piece. Captivating, you say? Absolutely. Yeah. This piece, it's so beautiful. And Vanessa Lange, she's a very active composer. One of the most played. And now she's also head of the composition department in Arnhem. And she's originally from America, but settled here also 30 plus years in Holland. So she's basically also Dutch. And I think the key fact about this work is that when it's called inner peace, it's not peace as in tranquility and stillness. It's yeah. peace as in your bits and pieces. Yes, that's true. It's a very rhythmical piece. It's very busy. It's intense. I felt like all of your jumble of thoughts inside your head. Yes, absolutely. It's a kind of burst of energy. And like you say, it has a lot of wildness and maybe the mind that is very active. I love what you say about that.
there's a kind of slightly almost boogie woogie feel. Yeah, she has that American style to her. Maybe that's a、mm. bit generalized, but like you said, a little bit jazz influenced, and she's also a pianist herself. Yeah, and you like Vanessa Land so much that you've given us a second piece by her as well. You said they have to be short, so、yeah. this was really short. It was a project by Guy Livingstone, and he asked several composers to write one-minute pieces. So this is just exactly one minute, also. Yeah, there are sixty, in fact, on that album. Just a, a huge commissioning job. Amazing, and so it has a similar feeling to it. I think it's a kind of a jazzy and humorous. Both of these pieces have a kind of humor in them. To me, it feels like when you have sixty seconds of this kind of style, it feels playful, and when you have seven minutes in a piece, it feels intense and full of turmoil. I love that you've noticed that. Yeah, that's true. It has a very different feeling of it. Yeah. Henrietta Bosmans is a composer from the Netherlands that I know about because there's an existing episode of Cacophony that features her violin concert piece. That my friend Marina brought to me, and she did a wonderful interview with us about Henrietta Bosman. So actually, she's the Dutch composer that I know best. Oh wow! She's obviously known here in Holland. She's a legend. Her music is very, let's say, romantic. It's a very full and lush, and yeah, just late romantic exuberance. It's very beautiful music. Yes. There's a sort of a luxuriousness to it, almost. Yes, exactly, and very deep emotions, and really going for it. And it shows a string quartet, part of a string quartet. I thought that's basically all her pieces. She has this, yeah, exuberance. I would call it exuberant musical experience. Terrific! It's a piece that was written in 1927, I think, which was around the same time that she split up with her partner at the time, Frida Belinfante. Right. And they stayed friends and collaborators, I think, for the rest of Bosman's life. Belinfante didn't die till much, much later. But I wondered if it was a breakup piece or if I'm reading too much into it. Why that I don't know. I just found it very beautiful, more introverted than the other pieces that I know from her. And from there we go to a big orchestral piece. Yeah, so Saskia Venegas is a Spanish-Belgian composer and violinist. She's from Basque. She's half Basque and Belgium. Grew up in both places. Born in nineteen eighty-three. It's a different time again. 
And she's very engaged in a lot of social matters. And this piece, it was about the refugee crisis that's been going on for some years now. And so she said before she wanted to write about it, she went to work in a refugee camp for a month. Oh, wow. To really see what's happening. So, so the piece is really a, the kind of the feeling that she felt there. So she was really uh, immersed in that environment. So her work has a sense of urgency and it's un, unrestful. It certainly is. I was expecting something more, more pictorial, perhaps, from the title, which is At the Aegean Shores. Yes. It's a much darker, deeper work. Right. Obviously, as a result of this, this exposure and this immersion that she had living with refugees in the camps. It's a piece that explores the emotional refugee journey rather than a kind of superficial getting on boats and a dangerous journey to Greece. Yeah, I found that quite incredible. It really, you really can feel the rest in this piece. From the unrest of that, the next piece is a place of rest, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. It's by a composer called Calliope Tsupaki, and she's from Greece. And singing saw is such an incredible instrument to, to play music on a saw. So we are literally talking about a saw where one end is put into some sort of box that just is just holding it and maybe amplifying it and then you play the saw with a bow with a violin bow and then you can when you bend it 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 has a different sound yeah it's extraordinary it sounds like an ethereal wordless choir singing saw is really it has this kind of human aspect it's an eerie human voice let's say it's non-earthly or something yes it's wonderful sound incredible and so she calls it Music Forever. And it's a great title for the piece. I think it really puts it in the right place because that's so timeless. Yeah, I loved it. We also have a piece by you, which is one of the movements from 10 Songs of Change, right? which you wrote for Maya Fridman, the cellist. Yeah, it was actually her idea to, to do this project about the I Ching. And she wanted us to collaborate with this wonderful Chinese writer who fled to Holland. And she wrote this amazing book, Wild Swans. Another oh, right. Okay. Her name is Lulu Wang. And she's an amazing person. So Maya wanted to 
creative project with her and myself. The I Ching is a very interesting. It's one of the oldest books, they say. It's, they say the first beginnings was maybe 5,000 years ago. It's a book. It, it's called The Book of Changes. And it started really with, with nomads writing about the nature, writing about the cycles of nature. And it became a philosophical work of Taoism and Taoism. And then later, they used it also on the court. It developed further. And so they put all the wisdoms of politics, of human life in, into it. So it, oh, great. it has, it's based on the eight trigrams of nature. So it's water, it's earth, it's mountain, it's lake, fire, wind. Like when Maya asked me about it, I thought, oh, I have no idea. So for me, it was like I just, I had to find something where I can connect to it. And I realized the trigrams, obviously the water and the lake and the mountain and the fire and the earth and the heaven, the energies itself I could relate to. So I just chose the eight trigrams and then I had a prologue and an epilogue. And uh, Lulu Wang, she chose poetry mainly from the Tang Dynasty. And with each of the pieces, she would recite one poem. In between, she would, not all pieces have some have it in the middle, some have it at the beginning and the end, so you don't hear. Yeah. And so, Thunder was obviously not a piece where you could have much more than Thunder. <laughs> so, the whole piece, it's a big piece, right? A full evening? Yeah, it's a full evening. It's a whole evening. Again, it's another wonderful piece. There's a commitment and an intensity to the music, I think. Obviously, it's, this is like Thunder. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I wanted to create something that was that you couldn't get away from, or something like that. This thunder, it's yeah. The rest of the pieces are quite med meditative, but this one is very engaged and very uh, tiring. It's quite intense. must be nice to write an extended piece for someone with whom you have a close relationship yeah it's wonderful maya is somebody who just basically doesn't know any limits many times you'll write something and then people will say oh but it's not well written for this oh you can't do that on the violin for her it's oh no i just have to practice <laughs> this is like right. incredible she's so open to things she'll just play them it's crazy really incredible she just does it anyway even if it's not possible <laughs> she finds a way to do it yeah that's great what a wonderful collaborator to have amazing and she's just so open-minded and now that she also writes music and she's an improviser so it's really quite something we come full circle to improvisers and writing and playing being part of the same thing yes that's right fab oh. let's send the listeners away to listen to the five, six pieces 
that we've got from the Netherlands from fantastic female composers, most of whom are still alive and and thriving. What a wonderful thing. Thank you very much, Mary. Yeah, thank you for asking. And it was lovely to have that conversation with you. It was beautiful. That was Marion von Tiltzer sharing her playlist of pieces from the Netherlands. Music to help us connect with each other, ourselves, and maybe something deeper. Click on the link in the podcast show notes for the YouTube playlist and the complete music. And after you've had a listen, tell us what you think. Do you have a favourite? Let us know with a comment at cacophonyonline.com or a simple voice message. Look out for the Netherlands in the upcoming Women's World Cup of Classical Music and cast your votes. Please share the episode with your friends and if you're able to and would like to support Cacophony and female composers, please click on the link to coffee.com where you can leave a donation. Come back for more next time. Spain, I think, is up next. And thanks for listening. <laughs>